0: Our uh, our things down, down in, uh, H-Town.
1: Not too bad. Not too bad? Not nearly as bad as I expected. Really? I have some pictures I took of the, I need to send them out of the, uh, Kroger nearby. Um, all the shelves empty and stuff. It wasn't Chad nearly Kroger. as bad as I expected it. The what? Chad
0: Kroger from Nickelback? Chad
1: Kroger. Do <laughs> <The> what?
0: <laughs> the lead singer of Nickelback? His name is <laughs> Chad Kroger?
1: I didn't know that Chad See, Kroger was the name he he of down the on lead his luck? singer of Nickelback. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't know that. And the fact that you do know that, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not really sure about it's, so. it.
0: It's not, not because I like the band, but just because <laughs> I know way too much about pop, pop
1: culture, I guess. <laughs> I suppose so. All right, so we're doing it officially this time. Third this is time. the one. This is the one. This Third time's it.
0: the charm. This is the hat trick it's, of introductions.
1: It's got to be. And I am Steven.
0: And I am Brent. Welcome and... to... <laughs>
1: no, we're keeping this one. Okay. Welcome to Talk About Stuff. That's not even it. Welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. There
0: we go. That's the one. We did it. Man.
1: Woo.
0: Uh, All right. We'll be back next week for... I feel
1: like we should... Yeah, we should just give it up there because that was bad.
0: The shortest episode yet. <laughs> but, Stephen, what is today's episode about?
1: Today, we are going to talk about Guilty Pleasures. Guilty Pleasures. Um, so, uh, I was going to go into a little bit of what led us here, uh, to the guilty pleasures. Uh, we had kind of talked about this as one of our potential topics anyway, but specifically after watching crybaby recently, uh, which was, I would have said a, you know, a guilty pleasure of mine until I actually watched it again.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> but that's, that's kind of the same vein. Um, uh, you know, maybe it's like one of Brandy's guilty pleasures. Maybe she doesn't care, but, uh, yeah, just something we, we wanted to talk about because, You know, everybody has something that they watch that maybe the general public doesn't get or whatever, something that they don't talk about as much that they watch, so that's kind of the the goal today.
0: Yes, yes. But before we get into all of that, I do want to remind our listeners to uh, make sure that they follow us on Twitter at LTASpod, and we've got some new uh, followers and uh, hopefully listeners, but probably not, so (laughs) um, just in case. Uh, we yep. do want to shout out Austin Wilson, who is the second half of Hideous Energy that I spoke about last time. Uh, we've got Dave Roberts from the Erie International podcast. So we've got the whole set. We've got uh, Dave, oh, we've man. got David, and we've got Andy. So we did it. We completed the Hideous yes. Energy uh, <laughs> duo. It's all we, uh, I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, the Erie International uh, trifecta. Yep. So I need to listen. To,
1: I keep forgetting Erie International, I apologize, and Hideous Energy. I need to listen mm-hmm. to both of those. I got to put those on my list. I yes. subscribe as well.
0: Yes, they're they're both fantastic, um, and then uh, the final uh, final shout out.
1: <laughs> the final
0: shout out. <laughs> Can that be it all the time now? That's yep. amazing. <laughs> final shout out goes to Brant Duke. Uh, I used to work with Brant, uh, and it was very confusing for people because I'm Brant or I'm I'm Brent. Whoa, <laughs> oh, see, I did it. You even get confused. That's yeah, great. I'm Brent. He's Brant. Um, you know, what happens. But eventually yeah. he uh, he left the company because her names were just too confusing. So yeah, what can sense. you do? But uh, thanks for listening, Brant. I know he's listened to all of our podcasts so far, so I'm glad he was finally able to follow us on Twitter. Yeah, right on. So that is the, thank the, you, the shout-out. Everybody. Yeah, thank you all for listening. And um, so uh, let's move on to what we are drinking. And uh, I think I'm, I'm going to kick this one off. Um <clears throat> This one is uh, something that actually my wife found a few months ago when we were out at uh, the liquor store just kind of poking around. And uh, it's called Cayman Jack Margarita. It's, oh, yeah, it's another tiny wow, little wow. suppository beer here. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, It says 100% blue agave nectar, but I don't know about that. All I know <laughs> is that it tastes delicious and hey, that's the
1: most important thing. You know what you like.
0: That's right. Uh and these things do taste just like a margarita to me. Thanks. So uh but it drinks down a little bit easier and uh uh-huh. doesn't give you a brain freeze when you try to uh that's true suck it down too quickly. So uh, I will say,
1: yeah, please please drink and let us know.
0: Just oh. as uh delicious and tangy as you'd expect it to be. So oh, nice. Go get yourself some Cayman Jack.
1: Hey <laughs> wow. Uh, and if Cayman Jack would like to sponsor us, uh we are accepting offers. <laughs> yes. Money, <laughs> Any sexual thing, really. favors, really, yeah. <laughs> More came in Jack. <laughs> yeah. I mean, go for it. Oh, yeah, I guess
0: that'd be the most obvious one.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fine. Um, I also have a similar small beer today, and uh, we'll get into this in a second, but uh, I do live in Houston, and there's a hurricane going on right now, so we are staying with my wife's parents, and I am in their house recording this today. And uh, going along with that, my movie that I chose is a movie that Amanda's mom and I watch a lot. And so Amanda's dad always drinks Red Stripe. Oh, nice. So I am drinking a Red Stripe, which is an imported lager beer brewed in Jamaica. And it does not trace, uh, taste tropical like I imagine yours does. Uh, but I've always just liked this beer. I had it here for the first time. Her dad gets it a lot. So I figured kind of going along with a the theme of uh, the movie and the hurricane and all that, I would just kind of stick with, with what they like and uh, have a Red Stripe. So let's give this a taste.
0: I will let you know that when my wife and I took a a vacation trip, uh, I think it was last summer. Actually, that's all they had on the resort we stayed at was Red Stripe. Like, you, <laughs> they, they had that's beer, weird. but it was all Red Stripe
1: related. Weird. So, um,
0: but I, I grew to love it pretty quickly, and it's not yeah. bad or anything from the beginning. Yeah. But, um, but I, I liked it quite a bit. But you
1: had to, yeah. Once once you can only have that, then yeah, have to, <laughs> you have to grow to love it because there's no other choice. That's so.
0: all there is. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, uh, yes, I am in Houston, and there is a hurricane nearby. And uh, as you can tell, Brent, I have to speak really loud because it's very <laughs> loud behind me. It's not. It's not bad right here. Uh, it is bad nearby us, but yeah. not so bad here yet.
0: It appears the sun is shining brightly there.
1: Uh, behind me, yes. At the, at the it moment, is. yeah. It might, it's been raining recently uh, off and on throughout the day. We do expect more coming up. But uh, so far, so good in Houston. It kind of has been missing us. Uh, but uh, unfortunate for the for the rest of the coast. And I uh, hope everybody's safe.
0: Yes, yes. Hopefully everyone there in... in uh, is it just southern Texas or is it hitting... Yeah, it's kind of like
1: Corpus Christi and, and uh, um, kind of like a band stretching from there. Like Rockport is the one that's been hit the most, I think, so far. That I okay. keep hearing about, but uh, in fact, one of our old neighborhoods that we lived in in Houston, which was uh, more like Southwest towards that area, um, was hit by tornadoes um, overnight. Wow! Um, it was about um, two miles from our old house. A house got their roof ripped off, and about fifty homes were damaged a little bit. So, Jesus, uh, definitely a crazy. Yeah, to, to be kind of close to where we used to be, you know, kind of weird yeah. to think about. But, but we're right now we're like more Northwest Houston, and it hasn't really hit us hard here. Uh, we expect more of like the flooding and stuff to kind of hit in a few days. So, wow. So we're hoping everything's all right. We're stocked up. We're in the house. We're watching lots of movies and TV shows, which I will mention later in my, the stuff that I like. And uh, but yeah, so far so good. So.
0: Well, good. Yeah. Hopefully, you you guys are able to stay safe, and everybody in Texas is as well. Um, I checked the the forecast for Oklahoma, and mm. we're we're gonna be okay for the next week. Yeah, I wondered <laughs> so from, if anything would go that beer. way. Yeah, Yeah, normally uh, stuff from Texas usually kind of leaks up into Oklahoma, but it doesn't doesn't appear as such, at least so far. Well, hopefully
1: not, because, yeah, keep it contained, man, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. We do have a dangerous case of velociraptors attacking people, but uh, they're part of the year. I feel like that's like
1: every late August, early September in Mm -hmm. in Oklahoma, it's that raptor attack, you know? Yeah, it's
0: it's raptor season. That's going to happen.
1: Listen, it happens... Uh, people don't usually know that, that, uh, raptors are native to, uh, uh, northeastern Oklahoma. Yeah. You know, but they are, that is a fact. Yeah.
0: Happens all the time. It's don't their Google season.
1: It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so if you want to go ahead, I, I'll jump in with my movie, uh, my guilty pleasure. Sure. Uh,
0: sure. Um, before we get into it, let's, yeah. let's go ahead and lay out spoilers ahead. This is your spoiler yes. warning, so if you've Good not call. seen either of the movies that uh, we're going to talk about today, um, you might want to go watch them and then come back and listen to the podcast, or if you don't mind spoilers, go ahead and go listen ahead and on listen. through at your uh, at your own caution. Yeah. But um, should we go ahead and say what both movies are?
1: Yeah, I'd say uh, for okay. the spoiler alert, so... Uh, my movie is specifically chosen. It is a guilty pleasure of mine that I've liked, but is specifically chosen given the hurricane circumstances, which is why I brought that up. So I chose The Day After Tomorrow, and you chose? <laughs>
0: and I chose Fast Five, also based on the hurricane. People are fleeing <laughs> from it. Might as well drive away quickly. It's
1: a hurricane of cars. <laughs>
0: right, exactly. That's, what, that's the tagline so of that that's movie, what right? what the poster says, yeah.
1: Uh, most people might not have noticed that, but that is the tagline. Also, do not Google that. That is true. Yes. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so The Day After Tomorrow is a movie that I've liked for a long time. uh, But uh, specifically, like I was saying earlier, Amanda's mom uh, watches that a lot. It's one of her favorite movies. And so I kind of uh, attach certain movies to certain people. I like to watch certain movies with certain people. And disaster movies are the ones that I always watch with Amanda's mom because she loves, like, the sci-fi channel. She loves... Um, anything really disaster like she watches like a lot of the bad like the tv movies too Um, like electric storm 2020 or something you know on sci-fi or whatever but some of these i like a lot too so uh day after tomorrow independence day is another one she likes um we were talking about the mummy which is not really disaster but just kind of a goofy movie as well that that i like a lot um so i was really excited to you know kind of have the circumstance come about that we could watch this and that we were going to be over here anyway hanging out so uh, when I told her about it, she also got really excited because she always watches this movie. So uh, we put it on last night, and I gotta say, uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, and it did not disappoint. Really, it was
0: awesome. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> have you seen it? Have you seen it multiple times at this point?
1: Yeah, I've seen it, it's, but it's been a few years. Um, I had re- I re- watched part of it on TV like a year or two ago, and it actually like I watched maybe like twenty minutes, and I was like, this is really pretty bad. And I I used to like it more or whatever, but um partly watching the full thing and then uh, in context of watching it with Shirley, uh, Amanda's mom, mm-hmm. whenever I watch those movies with certain people, whenever they're really into them, I can get really into them. And kind of like Zootopia, like you mentioned last week, that um, I want to watch that with you because I think that would mean more to me than uh, – like I might get it more because you're so into it. So right. same kind of thing. Uh, I think watching with her, I was like, man, this movie is awesome. Right. right. <laughs> All right, so uh, just let me get into it. Uh, it's directed by Roland Emmerich, who also directed Independence Day and uh, 2012, uh, which I'll talk about a little bit, kind of compared to this movie. Um, it stars Dennis Quaid, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Emmy Rossum, among some other people. Um, and actually, it's a pretty sprawling cast um, that I liked a, a lot of the different people. But uh, uh, yeah, so basically, Roland Emmerich, I'll talk about it in a second. Uh, for a second, is uh, a director who I like. He has a really unique sensibility, and it's not always a good sensibility. But sometimes it's, it's really awesome. And uh, one of my favorite movies uh, growing up was Stargate. And that's a movie that he did, a sci-fi movie. And Independence Day is a movie that I've always loved. Uh, I watch that pretty much every year around Independence Day. Um, I even like the sequel, which is another guilty pleasure of mine, because <laughs> most people hated it, but I actually liked it. Did you watch the sequel? No, no. I, uh, I, I never
0: saw it. It didn't uh, seem too appealing to me personally, but yeah. uh, I know you said you, that you ha, loved do you it. Did you like the first movie? Uh, I'm one of the people that uh, that is not a big fan of that movie. I don't think it's bad. It's just, oh, not, wow. just not my not thing. You.
1: Have you seen his other stuff? Um, like Stargate or Twenty Twelve or I can't remember
0: all. I no, uh-uh, no, I, I remember the Stargate TV show, but I, okay, I yeah. just knew that it was, it was a TV show. I didn't watch that even, and uh, yeah,
1: I never watched those either.
0: And uh, never saw Twenty Twelve. I it had way too much, Don't. way too much of John Cusack's <laughs> forehead. Uh, I was like, no. <laughs> Not for me.
1: See, I love John Cusack, and the fact that I hate that movie and I didn't like him in that movie—that's when I know it's really bad. Because <laughs> I like that dude a yeah. lot, but yeah, his forehead was a starring role. It's, has a starring yeah, role. Yeah,
0: it's movie. it's going to be in more movies if he keeps making <laughs> them. Hairline is receding.
1: Yeah, it's receding rapidly. Yep. Uh, but this one, the day after tomorrow, it's a little a little bit goofy, but um, still in the same. I mean, it's it's in his wheelhouse. He knows what he's li- what he likes. You know, like, he's kind of like a Michael Bay in that sense that he does really big actiony special effect heavy movies with bad dialogue and some bad story but but I like him more than Michael Bay like if you're going to compare the two I think that Roland Emmerich and his team are um, a little bit better in their sensibilities for things like uh, there's a lot more heart overall for these Um, uh, at least for me whenever I'm watching them but Um, I think that this this was no exception. There was a lot of different characters in different areas and I I cared about them a lot So that's one of the things that I liked a lot like there are certain characters and certain um, groups of people that are separated all around but um, I liked that I could follow each of them and cared about each of them So um, I guess with that I should really kind of lay out the plot Uh, So so basically it's about Dennis Quaid. He's a scientist. He studies. He's a, a paleoclimatologist So he studies the climate that kind of led to the ice age and all that kind of stuff. And he is doing samples for that and realizes, like, we might be headed to a new ice age. And the movie kind of centers around climate change. But a little bit earlier in the conversation as it came out in 2004 than, like, now, um, it was definitely, like, known that climate change was real Mm -hmm. uh, at that point. But it's a little more acceptable now. And people are actually believing it because it's true. And, are, they? Uh, <laughs> are they? Well, well, maybe not enough, man. Maybe not enough, but it is we'll, true. We'll get there. <laughs> and it's one of the things that I was attracted to in this movie because I work for a solar company. I'm very um, climate-oriented that uh, I follow a lot of those things. I'm in support of the scientists that say that it's happening and the solutions that they are proposing. And so uh, one of the things I read about this movie and people's critiques of it that I also thought about separately was – that even though this movie is really over the top and it's pretty silly a lot of the time, that it still has a good um, idea that it's putting like a blockbuster movie around climate science, which is not yeah. such a sexy topic and um, it's a topic that needs to be talked about. And so in general, I like pulp culture because it can bring things t- like issues to the forefront um, that might not be talked about, that uh, people that might not pay attention to the news or they don't care about the weather and stuff like that, they, they might look at this and be like, oh, this is something that could really happen. Unfortunately, they take it a little too far. Things that should happen in decades or centuries in this movie happen in minutes or hours. So that's a little unfortunate. But uh, but still, I think it's you know a good idea that they, they kind of put it out there, especially at the time that it was um, right. kind of necessary that people weren't following it. So it's, it's a really goofy movie, but I actually thought it, it did a... <laughs> <laughs> that made me think of...
0: The, the the actual Goofy movie. Oh man, Goof. I love
1: I love a Goofy movie. That movie is <laughs> awesome. Um, but it's it's kind of it's kind of silly. Uh, but uh, with the premise and everything, that everything's happened so fast. But um, but I still I don't know. I still like that it's out there. Um, so Dennis Quaid, he's a he's a scientist. He's trying to kind of alert everybody that this is happening. And his son is Jake Gyllenhaal, and he's going on a trip. He's like a high school student. He's going on a trip. To New York City, and all of a sudden, all of these things that Dennis Quaid was saying would happen uh, eventually, because of you know climate change and everything, happen instantly. So temperatures start dropping. There's like these mega hurricanes. There's like th- uh, that's why I specifically wanted to watch this. But there's like three hurricanes at the same time, like next to each other, <laughs> and as this stuff starts happening, um, uh, Dennis Quaid is trying to convince like the vice president and then eventually the president, that this stuff is happening and they need to prepare for it and evacuate the northern states and everything. And Jake Gyllenhaal, his son, is stuck up there. So um, half, you know, half of the movie is kind of like Jake Gyllenhaal with a group of survivors and trying to um, keep them safe with the knowledge that he knows from his dad and just being smart himself. And then Dennis Quaid trying to um, figure this stuff out, convince the government, and also eventually save his son – in new york because of all the stuff going down up there so um pretty sprawling cast and and events all over but one of the particular things that i liked about this movie a lot is that i cared about almost all of the characters um dennis quaid has like an ex-wife who's a doctor and she cares for like cancer patients like little kids in a hospital so there's like a storyline with her about her trying to save them and staying behind even though it could mean her death as well and it's like there's this little kid named peter I don't even know why I know his name, but it's cause I care about him. Like, uh, if anything <laughs> I'll give, I'll give, uh, Roland Emmerich, you know, that, that, um, in general, even if I like some of Michael Bay's movies and they're similar with this one, I actually cared about a lot of these characters and especially with such a sprawling cast, it's really hard to do. Um, but there's so many people involved that, that you really do kind of like get invested in their storylines. So, uh, that's one of the reasons I like it a lot. Um, the main thing with the movie, though, is, and, and I looked at this online, too, it's one of the, my thoughts, but everybody kind of said was the best part, is the special effects. And this movie was made in 2004, but these effects, for the most part, hold up, like, really well. Wow, uh, I didn't
0: realize the movie was that old.
1: I know, it's crazy to think, uh, it didn't seem like it was that yeah. long ago, but, um, I mean, 13 years now, it's pretty pretty long ago, and effects in particular have have really um changed since then and it's some movies you know do really well with that and some of them just don't age well at all Mm -hmm. uh and this one like the storm effects looked great still like i i could this movie could have come out last year and i've been like yeah like this is on this is top notch so really well good yeah and i've uh i really like special effects um in terms of the artistic quality behind them and uh what people can do and like how they push the limits and I don't think that the industry gets a lot of credit. And uh, one of the things I've been a uh, proponent of is I'm a big fan of the Oscars, but they don't really recognize the special effects industry that much. And uh, they've been like protesting in recent years from special effects people that, you know, they need to have like better uh, representation for awards because special effects are like in everything now. And um, so they pretty much just have like best hair and makeup and they have like best special effects and that's it. But uh, I wanted to give a shout out to, uh, I read this little fact about this movie that, this movie features um, 416 visual effects, and nine effects houses worked on it, and a thousand different artists worked on this movie. Wow. And man, shout out to those guys. That's awesome. That those is awesome. guys and gals. That is so cool. Um, the the amount of artistic um, ability that has to go into that, and like, the teamwork and stuff. I bring in like nine different effects houses together and like working on one movie. It's just kind of, it's just kind of neat to me if anything but um, their work shows in this movie and it's really good. The The least good effect is later on in the movie there's like some wolves that come out um, which is part of the plot that I really wish they would have just scrapped and I feel like uh, animals are like real people especially like we've talked about with the um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 with um, the like the de-aging stuff they've done on people like is like really top notch now yeah. but and previous years, like it's if you do anything with people, like especially like a full digital person, it's it's never that great. And uh, so the wolves in this movie were kind of that way. They looked good, but not great. But the rest of it was so good. Uh, all of the weather effects and everything were really great. Um, there's like a whole segment in LA where they have tornadoes for the first time, and it's hilarious in a sad way if you really think about people dying. But since it's a movie, that's fine. But uh, you know, growing up in Oklahoma, like we both did, yeah, In not like we see tornadoes all the time like people might think but they're around and uh you know kind of like how to deal with them but this whole scene in la like basically everybody there is just like out on the street being like holy shit that was a tornado <laughs> and that's pretty much it like they're just like watching this as it's distracting you're distracting uh everything uh destroying everything rather and uh, and then they all like a lot of them die in it but uh all the effects of that like really really cool like they did like the hollywood sign gets ripped up by a tornado and stuff and it it's pretty good. Um, so definitely, yeah, good shout-out to those guys and, uh, on the effects. And uh, that was definitely, like, overall for the movie, if, if those hadn't have held up as well, the movie itself wouldn't have hold up, held up because there's it's so many effects. The whole movie is basically about that. So it's, it's almost a character in itself, like they say, like a city is, you know? Yeah. The effects were, uh, were definitely a big part of it.
0: It's kind of like when you go back and rewatch Jumanji. And I remember loving uh, that movie as a kid, but rewatching the the movie... Uh, Man, it's probably like ten years ago. I rewatched it, and the yeah. special effects are terrible. It's just so bad. I'm
1: afraid of rewatching it because I used to love that movie, but I'm afraid <laughs> they're gonna be so bad. Like I remember, like the giant mosquitoes or something like that. There's like a, that attacked their car. I, yeah, and I just remember that being like really bad.
0: I, I don't remember that so much as the uh, the monkeys mm-hmm. that are in the uh, I think in the oh, kitchen yeah. area, and uh, it's uh-huh. just oh man, the Pixar. Yeah, uh, Pixar's CGI looks way better than <laughs> than uh, <laughs> yeah. And the the monkeys in Jumanji and those are obviously cartoon characters but uh,
1: yeah and that's like a that was a good movie but it's hard like sometimes it's like endearing like um I like a lot of practical effects so a lot of 80s movies and stuff that the effects aren't great but they're kind of like for the time I accept them but a lot of 90s effects when they got into um more of that computer generated stuff it's like Jurassic Park top notch yeah still to this day looks amazing looks great almost everything else from the 90s looks like shit right. <laughs> it's so bad <laughs> like once they changed over from practical like i can forgive practical because it's fun and they're they're kind of neat to think about how people created them but there's like this gap of when they were trying to make computer stuff a little bit better and they just weren't good at it that it's like jumanji it's like hard to go back and watch it now that sucks yeah
0: Yeah. Um, i'll have to
1: go back and try to watch it again but yeah
0: kent blue on twitter he was a. Uh... He was mentioning that that was one of the movies that he grew up grew up with. After we did our, our podcast with our wives talking yeah. about our, our youth, and uh, he he also mentioned that the special effects in, uh, in Jurassic Park held up as well. So I'm I'm glad it's not just me and you that think that it's kind of widely accepted oh, yeah, that yeah. that's that's what it, uh, what the For case sure. is. But um, oh, yeah, my god, I, I'm trying. They're to, so good still. I'm trying to remember the advertising because uh, my wife and I, she was my girlfriend at the time, we went to go see this movie when it came out. And, um, Brandy, I know you're listening to this and, uh, yes, we did go see this movie. You have seen The Day After Tomorrow before, um, but just once. So, um, and I'm trying to remember in the advertising, I thought I remember seeing like tornadoes rip through New York or something like that. Is that part of it? Or am I, I mixing things? Yeah, I don't remember
1: them in New York. It's like okay. the waves hit New York and then there were tornadoes in LA. In LA. okay. And then there's some other stuff in other, I think there might be some other stuff in other countries briefly in the, uh, something like Hong Kong or something okay. briefly, like where they have, like hail the size of like I don't know like a softball or something uh maybe a little bit bigger that's like crazy but yeah uh, i yeah.
0: Did, I just remembered the the natural disasters for like a region of the country were kind of like mixed around like f-
1: yeah like flipped and stuff yeah
0: but, which i I thought was a cool a cool concept
1: yeah yeah and it's that's what's kind of funny it's like that scene even though it's if you really thought about it it's sad, but the l a scene is kind of funny like being from tornado alley and Mm -hmm. then watching these people just be like i don't know what to do with the tornado like (laughs) i was like i kind of get that like if i didn't if i like when earthquakes started happening in oklahoma yeah uh even like small ones i remember like the first one we felt and i was like what the fuck do i do i've seen in movies i'm supposed to get in a doorway or something i'm not even sure like (laughs) i feel like if you're out of your the zone of like where it should even you should expect it to happen like you really don't know uh like what to do in that case um and I don't feel that um, the uh, like tornado, like preparation, is really spread outside of Tornado Alley. Like I don't think people really understand necessarily to get in like the center of your house. Um, like basically, it's like the movie Twister. If anybody's seen Twister, that's as, yeah. that's as good as they've yeah. gotten, you know. So uh, yeah, it's kind of cool to see it kind of flipped on its head and see different things. Uh, and and this in this movie. Um, like in, in New York, they get hit by these, like this huge tidal wave that takes over like a lot of the city and then it snows like crazy, which obviously they get, but Mm -hmm. this is like blizzards and, um, you know, like 20, like tens of feet. you know, it's not just like in a foot of snow, it's like, you know, 30 feet of snow or 40 feet of snow. It's it's like
0: next level
1: blizzard. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's still kind of different out of their element and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so I looked at this movie on Rotten Tomatoes, and it has a forty-three, and forty-three uh, percent. And uh, but also, Roger Ebert, when he was still alive, reviewed this movie, and he gave it a three out of four. And he also mostly touted the special effects. Um, he mentioned like the the dialogue and the story being a little weak, but the special effects kind of carried it through. So uh, that that definitely seemed to be um, what most people said, and I agree with that. the The dialogue in this movie is really clunky. Um, some of the characters are kind of yeah, cheesy and stuff, but, but overall, I, I think that the, and the, and the story can be kind of cheesy, but overall, I think that all of it works for what it is. Um, it's not Spielberg, but it's Emmerich. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, some of his stuff isn't great, some of it is. I don't know, it works, it works. Uh, but uh, to me, like, whenever you and I were talking about this and, like, what we could choose or should choose for guilty pleasures um you know we kind of talked about that because as you'll get into with fast five that movie is, is actually pretty well reviewed overall and um people obviously like that franchise it's like billions of dollar franchise and they're on eight now and they're gonna go to 10 or whatever and probably do like a bajillion mm-hmm. spinoffs after that but but i i think overall uh it can mean different things so like this one has a really bad score but what i think is i brought up to you was uh i, I think at least was uh, Hook. Um, from the early nineties that Spielberg did. And that movie has like a 30 or 40% on Rotten Tomatoes, but I love that movie. And I've never met anybody that, that hasn't, who has seen it, who doesn't love that movie. I've never yeah. met anybody that's like, this movie is not good. So I wouldn't say that that is a guilty pleasure of mine because the people that I've always talked to all agree that it is just a good movie. But this mm. one I recognize is a cheesy popcorn, you know, blockbuster kind of shit movie, but I love it. Um, I, I liked what I was watching last night I was like it's everything I wanted it to be Essentially like all the stuff I've been talking about With some of the cheesiness and the Bad dialogue and stuff it fits it really well It's um, something that I I, I don't know I, Sometimes you just want that popcorn movie you can sit down and watch During a hurricane you know and be yeah. like This is hella fun so, <laughs> uh, so yeah That was my choice and uh, I Do not regret it because it is still a guilty pleasure And I'm glad it held up
0: Would you watch another Roland Emmerich movie?
1: Oh, I wanted to get into that, yeah. So uh, I'm glad you mentioned it. Um, Stargate is one of my favorites uh, of his, and it's uh, one of my favorite sci-fi movies. I would definitely recommend that. Um, I never saw the series, but they had a bunch of them, so apparently they were pretty good, uh, that people liked that. But the uh, original mythos in that movie is really cool, and they had some really, really interesting sci-fi ideas. Um, Independence Day, like I mentioned, I really like a lot, but... 2012, I wanted to mention in terms of this movie because I feel like 2012 came out five years later. It came out in 2009. And it basically... I I feel like Roland Emmerich made money with this and he was like, all right, studios, I'm going to take it up a notch. And they were like, (laughs) yeah. And holy shit, he should not have done that. Uh, It's been a a while. I think I've only seen it once when it first came out. I wasn't too excited for the trailers and stuff for that one. um, But it's still... I, I mean, I, I think I went to the theater with you know for it. I'm pretty sure we went with Amanda's parents uh, to go see it because it's a disaster movie and everything. But um, that movie, like if anything in here is absurd or scientifically inaccurate, that movie just takes it up a level in a bad, bad way. And it's just it's <laughs> it was over the top in a way that I just couldn't even get behind um, some of the ideas. And this one was low key enough that it 's still fun, but that one was just so overboard that i can't even get behind it so i 'd recommend like some of his stuff, but not others um, uh, like I mentioned I, I I like the uh new Independence Day, and most people didn't but I had so much fun on that movie it's It was the sequel that I wanted for Independence Day. It was goofy as well and cheesy but but everything you know every popcorn um movie kind of trope that I wanted in there was good without going over the top for me and uh, I actually liked that that movie enough that I read some of the books they had like books kind of spanning the time between the first movie and the second movie and I read a few of those as well so um, that I think Roland Emmerich is involved in so I recommend some of his stuff uh, if you like any of his check another one out but you might not like them all I don't like them all but overall I do like him as a director.
0: So your advice is the same advice that Limp Biscuit gives, which is to keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Is that right? That's what I'm hearing.
1: Where's he going with this? (laughs) Um, I suppose so. I never thought about it in those terms, but yes, I suppose so.
0: Move in to move out. You know, kind of weave in and out of his (laughs) filmography.
1: Yeah. Hands up. A little bit.
0: Hands down. Yeah. It's all good.
1: I didn't realize that so many Limp Biscuit's lyrics were so um, good for life in general. I didn't realize every song.
0: Every song, wow. Stephen.
1: <laughs> You're like, that's there, actually there, how I talk at work all the time.
0: There are times in in everyone's life where we've all done it all for the nookie. Um, I think well, it's super relatable. Yeah, that's and, true. And, uh, Yeah, that's why they are then, the biggest band on the planet right now.
1: <laughs> Whatever happened to them?
0: Well, let's, we don't need to get into that. Okay.
1: Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, your movie, would you like to just...
0: My movie um, is Fast Five, as we discussed, which is the fifth film in the Fast and Furious franchise, though it's only the fourth film in the continuity. And uh, we'll get into that, because it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't make any sense. But, I have heard uh, of this,
1: but I still haven't seen this movie, so I'm intrigued.
0: You haven't seen any of the Fast movies, right?
1: I have seen the first two. Okay. Yeah. And but- I liked the first Fast and the Furious the it's hardest this is why I hate this, this series. I liked The Fast and The Furious. Yes. And the second one I didn't care for, so I never gave it another shot, but then now we're on an eight and I can't believe it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> see I I, uh, I love all of the movies except for yeah. uh, Tokyo Drift. Okay. That one is just a steaming pile of shit. Oh wow. But um, Strong feelings. the Oh my god. <laughs> um, I I liked the first movie when I when I saw it, I went to go see it with my friend Adam. Um when we were living in an apartment in Tulsa, we just graduated from high school. Mm. We thought, you know what, let's go see a movie. And then after we went to go see it, we, uh, we got in his truck and we were just stopping ourselves just barely from just like...
1: Yeah.
0: Hightailing it up the highway and everything. Like, uh, It's one of those movies that makes you want to drive fast, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, like
1: we were talking about like Baby Driver and stuff. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes.
0: Um, but uh, specifically Fast Five, I, I love. That's my favorite movie out of the, the franchise. And uh, I know it's bad, but I can't stop myself from enjoying it. It's one yeah. of those type of things. Um, and I'm not the, the type of person that rewatches movies a lot. Um, I probably should because there's a lot of movies that I love. I just don't get around to re-watching them as often as I'd like because um, I guess life gets in the way yeah. or you know, stuff comes up. I don't know. But um, out of all the movies that... I go back and rewatch. This one seems to be high on the list of, of <laughs> those. Um, when you and I were discussing watching guilty pleasure movies, I had to like stop and think, uh, what what would that be? Um, and I brought that up to my wife, and then our friend Alyssa was here in town and I was talking to them about it, and they were just going back and forth on different movies that they they'd be able to include if they were doing the the podcast and. Um,
1: and you were like, I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I don't
0: know what I would do. Um, and I'm I'm a person who owns both of the Michael Bay produced Ninja Turtle movies, but yep. I've only seen them like once or twice. Okay, but and you'll uh, buy like
1: anything Ninja Turtles, pretty much anyway. Yeah,
0: though, right? okay. yeah. I mean, it's just I can't help myself. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> I just really can't. Yeah, but um, after I, I after I thought about it, I. Um, I settled on Fast Five, and surprisingly, it has a 77% on Rotten Tomatoes, wow. which makes it Certified Fresh. But let's be honest, it's not a good movie. <laughs> uh, but that doesn't mean I don't love it. I have so, heard that
1: Fast Five out of the series is like, kind of like the top-notch one, though. Like That's the one that everybody's like, if you're going to watch one, that's the one to watch.
0: Yes, I would say so. But, you know, I was I'd be hard-pressed for you to jump into fast five uh-huh. because the a certain portion of it I like is uh, is taken into perspective from the other movies oh, okay yeah. um so and I'll, I'll get to that in a minute but um the the thing I love about the the Fast and Furious movies is that eventually they just it went from being movie franchise about car racing to being just like superheroes that also drive cars, you know, (laughs) and just having like ridiculous like stunts and all this stuff. But, um, a lot of those, those like car stunts are done practically. Um, I think they probably use CGI enhancements Mm. for some like traffic and stuff that that you see on there. So, um, I mean, you've got, got that to take into consideration, but a lot of the, the driving is, you know, stunt people driving and, and whatnot. Which is um,
1: awesome,
0: yeah. It is. It is. Um, so, the the I guess the the plot of this movie <laughs> is that um, at start. the end of the of the, the fourth movie, um, uh, Vin Diesel's character gets caught and he's gonna end up going to prison. The beginning of this uh, movie, Fast Five, starts with them springing him out of well, I'd say jail, but he's on his way to jail in a bus, you know, bussing in the mm-hmm. the new. Mm-hmm jailees and uh, or prisoners and um, the uh, Fast and Furious gang instead of just stopping the bus and, and taking him off there they actually destroy the entire bus <laughs> like this bus rolls and rolls and rolls it definitely took Limp Biscuit's advice because it keeps rolling rolling, rolling, rolling rolling and this bus is decimated by the end of it and at the end of the scene Vin Diesel stands up not a scratch on him yeah and um then the uh the crew ends up going with him to um to Brazil, specifically Rio de Janeiro. Naturally. And the reason you know it's Rio de Janeiro is because you've got Big Arm Jesus oh, statue. Uh-huh. That's how you know. Yep. If you shoot a movie in Paris, you gotta show the Eiffel Tower. Yep. If you show uh, shoot a movie in London, you gotta show Big Ben. Shoot a movie in Rio, gotta Always. have Big Arms Jesus. Big Arms Jesus. So the the movie takes place primarily in Brazil. Um and the, the the some of the supporting cast uh, they they don't speak English, but when there are subtitles, the subtitles are easy to read. And I know that seems like such a minor <laughs> thing, but uh, I do get pissed off when I watch a movie and they use subtitles and they lay just flat white text over a uh. white background or a lightly colored background that's difficult to read. Uh, but this is is much easier to read. So I don't know who You're... did the the subtitles
1: on this. But <laughs> it's like it's like the the, the movie version of lettering, like yes, usually like is. lettering. <laughs> I I just
0: I love lettering, Stephen. Movie posters are my favorite part of anything. Just to show me some text. Yep. Um, but yeah, they they just add a little bit of a drop shadow behind it oh, yeah. and uh, makes it so much easier to read. You know. Sexy drop shadow. Uh, I'm getting you all hot and bothered. I can tell. <laughs> um, so yeah, they, they end up going to Rio. Um, some of the, the people they meet up with want to pull one last job because it's always just one last job, you know? Of course. And, uh, they were going to, uh, boost some cars off of a train mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I assume sell them for, for money or whatever and just kind of live off of that. Um, but when they boost the cars off the train, they end up wrecking a good number of them yeah. trying to escape. <laughs> so, um, the whole thing gets fucked up. And then uh, Vin Diesel and Paul Walker's characters both get captured. Um, and then <laughs> in order to escape, all Vin Diesel does is he simply just breaks his handcuffs that he's restrained by. <laughs> he just just snaps them apart like he's Superman or Luke Cage. Boom. And uh, he takes out the, uh, the people that have him and they end up escaping and whatnot. Um, eventually, Dwayne the Rock Johnson uh, gets brought in. His character's name is Hobbs. And he is a super badass in this film. A lot of film sees, and he plays kind of the uh, like the nice guy or somebody who's super charming. Doesn't have charm in this per se. He's just a, a straight up badass. Yep. Um, and you can tell because he uses the one fuck that they're allotted <laughs> in his first wow. scene, and it's uh, it's just kind of a, a throwaway line. Like it didn't have to be in there, but they're like, we got to fuck. We're gonna, use, We're gonna it. use it. So the rocks like,
1: like when he signed his contract, he's like, I get the one fuck. Right. <laughs> and they're like, well, I don't know, because Toretto is supposed to say it. And he's yeah. like, nope, it's mine.
0: Yeah. And that brings us to today when The Rock and Vin Diesel have a beef. I know. over that one <laughs> I
1: was thinking it's, it all stems back to this one time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, the, uh, the thing about The Rock's character, uh, Hobbs, is that uh, he always walks around. He's like... Um, He's, uh, I think, like, Interpol, I think, so um, international police, and he's always got, like, tactical gear on, um, and he's got a, a shirt that's at least four sizes too small for yep. him so you can see his fucking guns. And um, <laughs> it, this movie was uh, released back in 2011, but if you go back a year before that, in, uh, in 2010, do you remember the butter shortage
1: that we had? No. <laughs> that's because...
0: That's because uh, the rock used all of that butter on his arms so they would show up nice and greasy so the arm butter was worth it it totally paid off in this you can see his his guns just glistening i just imagine him
1: like in the sun and he's like "Hmm, i smell good (laughs) like it's just like crisping up a little bit people just like rubbing lobster on it and everything he's like stop it Uh, i'm supposed to glisten (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> i could see him like just stopping in the middle of takes and being like i need some more arm butter and somebody walks out with a uh, a painter's bucket and a brush and just like <laughs> putting butter on, butter. butter on his arm <laughs> but um so so yeah in his character shows up and he's like trying to catch the fast and furious uh crew uh I'll be honest. I don't quite remember why. I think probably yeah. only for the fact that Vin Diesel escaped. I don't know. He he's specifically trying to catch the other characters or not. Um, I guess maybe for breaking them out, but I don't even know if he knows who they are. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so um, uh, eventually um, they the, the the people that held uh, Vin Diesel and Paul Walker and he he broke the, the restraints from. Um, they decide they want to get back at him. So they in order to get back of him at him at that guy, he's a, a super super rich like businessman um, mm. who's shady. I don't know if that sounds familiar in real life or not. But um, <laughs> he, they decide they want to get back at him and steal all of his money that he has. And in order to do that, they need to pull a heist. In order to pull that heist, they need a crew. And Steven, goddammit, this is what brings <laughs> me to my favorite part of this movie. What... What I like to call Fast Five is the Avengers of the Fast and Furious franchise because it it. pulls in cast members from the first, second, third, and fourth movie, Uh and it brings them all together in a a glorious setting, and you get to see the characters bounce off of each other, and um, it's so, so good. It's it's just my favorite (laughs) thing is that all these characters get to come together. Um, The the cast... um, the, the main cast, I guess you would say, would be uh, Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, and I guess Jordana Brewster. Mm-hmm. Um, at least she was there for for the first movie. and and uh, I don't know if she was in, there, in the second or uh, fourth or not. But um, they are kind of the, the primary leads, mm-hmm. I guess, if you were to look at a, a call list. But um, beyond that, the, the cast is very diverse. Um, Ludacris is in it. Tyrese is in it. Um, you've got a couple of... Uh, music guys from uh, Puerto Rico I'm, I'm not familiar with them can't remember their names but um, you've got uh, the the guy who plays Han is Asian and then uh, Gal Gadot Gal Gadot, oh. Gal Gadot. Wonder Woman is <laughs> and uh, it is a she's, she's Israeli movie. right <laughs> you've got Groot you've got Wonder Woman and you've got Ludacris those are the big three yeah, um, that's it. But uh, I would
1: watch that movie, by the way. <laughs> that would be awesome, <laughs> Guru, right? Wonder Woman, and Ludacris. Hell yeah, sign me up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he could do the soundtrack. Yep. It'd be perfect. Oh, man. Um, so they, they get the, the heist crew together, and kind of awesomeness ensues from there. Um, they've got a scene where they build a car obstacle course to go through and um, try to time out some of the cameras that are on there. That whole scene is awesome. And, uh, the, the, the safe, even if they can get access to it, there's, some um, some tech that's built into it that they're trying to problem solve for. And that's ludicrous's area. He's a kind of a tech whiz in this, this franchise. Um, then the, <laughs> the final like heist scene itself is just so good and so fucking ridiculous. But, yeah. um, man, I, I really need you to watch these movies and, Yeah. Uh,
1: I don't know get to fast 5 specifically.
0: <laughs> you need to do it.
1: <laughs> the problem is but, um, I would watch Fast 5 maybe, but then you mm-hmm. said it's hard to watch that like cuz you don't have like context to like the rest of it, right? So
0: You could pick it up for sure. You could pick it yeah. up for sure, okay. but I think for me specifically the the fun is just seeing where the other characters came from and uh, then yeah. seeing them all put together, you know. Um, like you could jump into the Avengers, but it's cool to go back and watch Iron Man cap Thor, all of that stuff kind of build up. Um, but, uh, yeah, the the whole movie is ridiculous. The whole movie has bad dialogue, but I love it despite that fact. Uh, Uh, I think the action is really well filmed. I think all of the, the car scenes are, are great as well. Um, there's obviously some CGI because they are pulling a, uh, a multi-ton vault, not a safe, but a vault <laughs> behind two muscle cars through the streets of, of Rio.
1: I feel like I'd heard about this. Yes. Yeah. They've, yes. they've
0: discussed it on how did this get made? Uh-huh, so okay, okay. Uh, I don't know if that episode is currently available or if it's behind the dreaded paywall, but, but yeah, it's if you get awesome. a chance, go check out that episode. Oh my God. It's so good. But, um, uh, a couple of observations that uh, my wife made uh, while we were watching this movie recently. Um, she said that uh, for massive dudes, The Rock and Vin Diesel are extremely agile and quick. <laughs> like there's a scene where they're chasing each other through uh, Rio de Janeiro, and they're just like bouncing off of roof, uh, rooftops and busting through walls and all yeah. this crazy shit. Um, but that's a movie, yeah. you know. That's a Universal I'll go movie. With it. Um, and then uh, there's a, a another scene later in the movie where uh, four of the, the crew steal cop cars and they decide to race each other, <laughs> just as a, a fun thing. And uh, she pointed out that uh, as they're racing, they're all, like, shifting. They all have, like, standard shifts <laughs> in the police cars. Uh, but that's not something that, that yeah. really happens, you know? So um,
1: That's really funny. They're like, like but we to, have uh, to show could... those scenes where there's... They're... We have to like zoom in on their hands <laughs> shifting the gears and like yes, yeah, that's yes. Funny.
0: and you've got the uh, zoom in on the feet for the uh, the yeah. shifting and everything yeah. but uh, but no no uh, no Brandy caught all that stuff so, um, so I'm, I'm glad no, you did because I that, wish, that is ridiculous I
1: wish they wouldn't have had that in there and they would have just zoomed on him on like pressing steadily on the gas pedal and then it just looks <laughs> over the shifter and it's just in drive. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: It's one of those uh, those gear shifts that are uh, on the top, like on the wheel. Oh, you know, yeah, it's a three yeah. on a tree, if so, anything.
1: <laughs> so he's just like next to his hands at like 10 and 2. And he's just like being a casual driver. And stuff. <laughs> yes, yeah.
0: One of them used to be a cop, so you'd think you he would be a, a little bit more safe. Uh, but he was also a, a dirty, dirty undercover cop as well. So,
1: Ooh, di- too dirty um, as
0: well. Yes. Dirty, dirty. Um, the, and they do more... <laughs> they do more high-speed reverse driving in this, uh, which is something that they, the franchise is, uh, is known to do. Uh, but uh, I looked it up just before we got on, on this call to do the podcast. And just to confirm, um, usually if you're going in reverse, it's going to top out at whatever first gear oh. it is, <laughs> which is typically between like 13 and 20 <laughs> miles per hour. So <laughs> unless they really put the effort into modifying the reverse uh, just in case they need yeah, it. Right. Just in case. You never know. You wouldn't know.
1: Okay, um, I would also like a so. uh, either a scene or a spinoff uh, showing the guy who's like always there to make sure they can tweak the reverse. <laughs> so they, just in case they, got, they need to go fast, that would be great. <laughs> He's
0: another person that they flew in. <laughs>
1: yeah. Just for that yeah. one thing. It's it was Carrot Top. Oh, they bring in Carrot
0: Top. He does that's that. That's what
1: they need. Man.
0: That's what he keeps in the trunk. He keeps all the gear to, uh, to modify the reverses.
1: Whatever Fast 9 is going to be called, please, please have Carrot Top in it. That's what we've all been wanting. <laughs> no, everybody needs it. Everybody wants it. Fast and
0: Furious, <laughs> straight out the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's kind of my overall, um, or my overview yeah. of, uh, of the movie. Um, it's so much fun to watch. Um, you may just go ahead and, if you, if you feel like it one day... Uh-huh. watch Fast Five, see how you like it. Um, it. It's not hard to pick up like where these characters come from or anything like that. Yeah. And, and seeing them bounce off of each other is what's what's a highlight for me. So yeah, if yeah. you wanted to jump into this one, you could certainly do so.
1: And I think from what I've heard, it's one of the best out of the series. So it's, it's probably the most likely that I would jump into. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't taste, they're not like in order, right? It's not like one, two, three, four, five. It's like three <laughs> is actually after five, like chronologically or something like that.
0: Yes. Is that okay. Right? So that's that, that's one thing I wanted to go over. So obviously, the Fast and the Furious is the the first yeah. movie. Um, the second movie is Too Fast, Too Furious. So it Great has title. the number two in it twice. So you will not forget it's <laughs> the second one. The third movie released is uh, the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, that movie is terrible um there are no no principal actors from the first two movies that are in it but that's not what makes it bad um i can't remember the uh the kid who's in it um uh something black i want to say shane black but he's a director lucas lucas black yeah 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 oh my god he's a fucking terrible actor (laughs) and it doesn't get better like at all um and just in case you were worried about that Little bow wow's in it. He's also not good. Didn't realize. Uh, So we got a a white kid and a black kid in a movie taking place in Tokyo. So that's probably good. But (laughs) the uh, the character Han that I like so much in uh, Fast Five, he actually makes his first appearance in Tokyo Drift. Okay. So that's kind of a a saving grace for me. Um, But overall, the movie's just terrible. So we will um, we'll go from Tokyo Drift to the fourth movie, which is just Fast and Furious. Oh yeah. So. Not to be confused with The Fast, yeah, and, the Furious, but Fast and Furious. Yeah, that
1: title is probably my, my, the least favorite of mine just because it's so com- fucking confusing now. Like, <laughs> it is, it is. You have to say the with the first movie now to differentiate them. It's so stupid. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, and they have the same actors in it, so you yeah. can't say the one with Paul Walker yeah, right. and Vin Diesel because it's it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, so that brings us to Fast Five, which is the fifth movie released, so okay. Um, the sixth movie is... Um, what is that? Is that uh I think that's Fast Six,
1: I think. Oh yeah, that's the when they just like drop the furious part.
0: Yeah, I um And then the next they, one. They go in and out. The the titles aren't aren't consistent. Yeah, like the next one is like Furious with...
1: Seven or something, right?
0: Yeah, Furious Seven is uh is number seven. Um okay, yeah, yeah. so uh the sixth movie is <laughs> Fast and Furious Six. Not the Fast and the Furious Six, but Fast and Furious Six.
1: Okay. That's confusing.
0: Okay, I can I I can I can see you're starting to have a seizure, but stick yep. with me. So, so then the seventh movie, like you said, is Furious Seven, Furious and 7. then um, and then the eighth movie that just came out is Fate of the Furious. Uh. So, I uh, recently they had a, a sale on the movies on iTunes, uh. and I owned all of them on disc. And I thought, you know what, I don't have to like get up to watch these movies. <laughs> so, I decided I'd, I'd buy the bundle, and when I did it. I, I went to my library to make sure they moved over and I only saw some of them well that's because they're they go alphabetically so oh. too fast too furious was all the way down at the bottom of my list yeah some of yeah, them were kind of in the middle and then one of them was out by itself but um, yeah so th- these titles are crazy yeah so uh, hopefully people <laughs> have like a, a wrist back or a, a quarterback wristband to be able yeah, to right. go through and, and, and figure out which one is next but um chronologically speaking that that was the release chronologically speaking Tokyo Drift actually takes place after 6 oh, between wow. 6 and 7 is how it works okay which is hilarious because <laughs> in Furious 7 they show they they integrate a scene from uh, Tokyo Drift into Furious 7 nope. but this does not make sense <laughs> but then they yeah <laughs> it's weird because it has it has Lucas Black in it as as he appeared then, but then the the following scene has, um, or I guess that the next shot has them uh, both Lucas Black and Vin Diesel talking together. But Lucas Black has obviously aged ten years, so it's <laughs> it's so jarring to see. It's so weird that they would even bother with that. Uh, I don't know why they didn't just reshoot the part yeah. uh, before that, but uh, they didn't they didn't want to yeah. do that. So guess not. So does, uh, so, does Lucas
1: Black come back yeah. into the the cast?
0: No, no. He luckily okay. they keep him out of it. So okay. he just comes in for a cameo. Uh, the, the only reason he's there is because one of the characters dies uh, between oh. uh, six and seven. So uh, that's just him. Like uh, Vin Diesel goes to him and, and talks to him about it and gets some information yeah. and then comes back. Um, but uh, but yeah, they've uh, they've got two more movies to shoot. Yeah. So I'm very right much here. looking forward to that. Um, <laughs> they're big, dumb fun, and I, I love every second of it, especially yeah. since, like, gun.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, like, I, that's one of the things I wanted to ask you and, and the people that I these movies, because obviously most people do, like, they, they make tons of money. Um, a lot of people that I do do like them, but uh, I, I I don't know the appeal overall. Like, I'm not a huge car guy, but, like, the first movie I liked at the time... Um, the second one I thought was just cheesy, and so I kind of gave up once the third movie came out, especially because that was kind of like it felt like the series was dying, and that's why like, nobody wanted to be involved. So they were like, "Well, we're gonna keep that name, and like we want to make some money," and they made the third one, and then it's like they came back and they've made this, uh, you know, again like a juggernaut of a, a series, which good for them. I mean, they've they've turned this into this amazing thing, like specifically. Um, Vin Diesel, I think, in his role in this, like bringing this and to make this what it is, but it just never really appealed to me. And people love it, so I'm like, what? What is it that people love about it so much? <laughs> just big dumb fun, I guess, right?
0: Yes, that that's it. Yeah, I would I would never call this high art, but it yeah. is so much fun to watch. And just I I can't believe like how they top themselves each time uh-huh. um, with different things. I mean, in later movies, they've got cars driving from skyscraper to skyscraper to skyscraper. <laughs> Uh, they've got planes that smash through the front of, uh, uh, like, big, massive, like, airplanes. Uh-huh. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah. it's just, it's insane. It's insane. Like I said, it's essentially a superhero movie without yeah. costumes or, um, I was going to say powers, but Maybe. sometimes two guys will be fighting and they just punch each other through uh, cement and uh, <laughs> and building walls. So, I don't yeah. know, man. I don't know. Something but uh, I- I'm down for yeah, I'm, I'm down for any additional yeah. movies they want to make. So.
1: Well, right on. I mean, more, more power to you and everybody that likes them. Uh, I, I might give this a shot eventually. I, I thought about watching it for this podcast, just to have a little more dialogue back and forth, but uh, I, I think it worked okay, and uh, honestly, I just didn't have time. But yeah. um, uh, I have thought about watching them from some other friends that liked him. Uh, I was going to say, one of my good friends in Houston, James, um, I mentioned it to him one time because he has a pretty big uh, DVD and Blu-ray collection, and I saw... Uh, All of them sitting on his shelf a few years ago, and and I mentioned part three, and I was like, "Yeah, I heard that one shit." And he was he and his girlfriend were like, "Oh, that's our favorite one," and I was like, "What?" (laughs) Because for fans of the series, like that's like widely regarded as like the worst one, right? Like,
0: yeah, I and I've heard people say that before. Like, my dad is a big car guy. I'm not. Like I've said before on the podcast, I wouldn't have a car unless I needed one to get back and forth from work or whatever. But, um, yeah, he, he loves all of the movies, including Tokyo yeah. Drift, and uh, he's told me so himself that he actually likes to watch that one uh, frequently, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but uh, I, I thought everybody hated it.
1: Well, my friend James is also a car guy, okay. so maybe, yeah, maybe there's something like the cars there, or I don't know.
0: Maybe that's yeah, it, yeah. That's
1: something about it, I don't know. So that that one specifically never appealed to me, but then you have a few, few diehard fans of that, too, so...
0: Yeah, yeah, you can never yeah. tell. You can never tell. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's my, my guilty pleasure movie. So I'm going to turn this around on the audience again yes. and, and see uh, see what they have to say. So audience, what is your favorite guilty pleasure movie? Let us know on Twitter at LTASpod. Um, I know there's probably got to be some really good ones out there. Like I said, yeah. my wife and, and uh, one of our friends have had a ton that they were going over. So uh, <laughs> I there's got to be some good ones out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure we can do this again sometime.
1: Yeah, this is not my favorite guilty pleasure. This is just a guilty pleasure that kind of was uh, good for the, the timing right now with the hurricane, but uh, I've got a bunch. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, good. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely revisit this. Um, and then uh, also, I want to ask the audience if there's anything specific that you want us to discuss. Um, again, just hit us up on Twitter at LTASpod and let us know, and we'll be happy to uh, talk about it. Yeah, for sure. So, um, Stephen, you want to kick it over to Stuff We Like? Yeah.
1: Uh, so the first thing I wanted to mention um, is the Monster Squad screening that I went to last week that I had mentioned in the podcast uh, last week as well. Um, it was awesome. Yes. And uh, everything I wanted it to be all over again. The, uh, the main guy, I wish I would have looked at the names before this, but um, uh, I think his name is uh, Andre Gower, who plays Sean in Monster Squad. He's the one that I saw a year or two ago when I went to the screening at Alamo Draft House. And he was here at this one as well. Uh, they also had two of the other cast members who I hadn't seen before. And it's it's kind of really fun. Um, I love these screenings at Alamo because it's fun to see these people grown up and how they've changed. Like uh, one of the cast members is a, a little girl in the movie. She's like five years old. And so to see her as like an adult now was really kind of interesting. Like you can still see like it's, it's Phoebe from the movie. Like it's her face. And it was really kind of cool to talk to her and stuff. Um, and they were all really humble. Um, Andre Gower, specifically, is uh, a really good host. And I, I feel like this movie they made when they were kids in the 80s, um, I don't know what that would be like you know, growing up. They, they've been in other movies and stuff. They were in other movies at that time. But um, they didn't really understand the fandom of this movie until um, a few years ago whenever um, Alamo Drafthouse started doing these screenings and like they started getting word from fans – And I know that they get the same questions over and over again. I know that they um, get a lot of different, uh, I'm sorry, a lot of the same um, like fans kind of coming up and all this stuff, but they are all really humble and really open to answer everything. Like I'm sure they've answered a thousand times before, but it always sounds like a new answer every time. And so it was really cool um, to to have them out there. Um, They also stayed behind after the movie and signed posters. Uh, they already signed posters for everybody beforehand, and then I bought um, the soundtrack on vinyl, which is really badass, and uh, I'll probably send you a pic for, uh, to put that up on Twitter, because it's pretty cool. Yeah, please do. Uh, they signed that for me. We we took pictures and stuff, so um, just really gracious people, and uh, it's really nice to to meet people like that, because some stars can be real dicks, you know? Yeah. And it's it's always kind of a shame when you have like a childhood hero or a childhood movie that I love so much, like this one, and um if they were that way so it was really nice to uh to kind of have them not be that way it'd be really cool down to earth and also um andre gower and another one of the stars uh, i'm blanking on his name but uh, he plays rudy in the movie they actually have a podcast for like a year now that i started listening to called squad cast uh for the monster squad which is pretty rad and basically they talk about the movie and different behind the scenes stuff and then they talk about the industry in general. So, uh, I listed a few of those so far, but I'm, I'm getting into that, and that's really neat. So, definitely check out Squadcast as well.
0: That's awesome. When you were there, did you, did you actually ask them any questions yourself?
1: I started to. Um, one of the ones I'll bring up real quick was uh, So, Monster Squad is really similar. Like, I would say you would like that if you like Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. And Stranger Things has a few callbacks to Monster Squad in it, like a lot of other 80s movies. And they talked about that in their podcast, uh, but also someone brought that up. Finally, I started. I raised my hand. Raised my hand to ask about Stranger Things, because they were talking about how this movie wouldn't be made the way it is. It, it was. They wouldn't be made that way today, uh, where it's like a bunch of like twelve or thirteen year olds just cussing and like staking vampires in the heart and whatever. Like you don't see that a lot, but Stranger Things is really in that vein. And so I wanted to kind of ask their opinion about that, but someone else uh, luckily did as well. So they love that show, just like everybody else. Uh, one of them watched it within just one day, like he just put it on and like couldn't stop. And so it was cool to kind of hear about that. Um, but then afterwards, uh, when we were in line, they talked to us briefly. Um, uh, my friend and I were waiting in line to get signatures and stuff, and they were meeting with every fan. So it was kind of cool to, to be able to talk to them a little bit about that as well.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, you'll, you'll yeah. definitely have to uh, send me a picture of that uh, of that vinyl when you yes. get a chance. That's cool. Um, one of the things that I want to talk about on uh, on uh, this segment, um, one of the things I liked is I finally binge-watched all eight episodes of The Defenders last week. Oh, okay, yeah. And, uh, man, I really liked it. Um, oh, good. I feel like I want to go back and, and watch it again, which is a pretty good sign, because, like I said yeah. before, I don't typically rewatch things. Yeah. But um, I think eight episodes is probably, like, the perfect... Amount for shows like this, um, the all of the the seasons for Daredevil, Jessica Jones, um, Iron Fist, and Luke Cage, they were all thirteen episodes apiece, and uh, mm-hmm. Daredevil had two seasons; uh, they were both thirteen. But um, I thought it was odd that they would make the the series where they all four come together just eight yeah. episodes, but it kept the story fairly tight, and mm-hmm. um, they they were able to bring in. Um, some of each of uh, each character supporting cast in as well, and uh, seeing all of those characters interact and not just the defenders. I thought uh, that was a highlight for me. One thing I wanted to point out, if, uh, if you get a chance to watch it is um, the, each character has a, a color assigned to them. Um, So you've Mm -hmm. got red for daredevil, blue for Jessica Jones, uh, yellow for cage, and then green for iron fist. And that's reflected in the scenes that each character is in. And oh, cool. um, kind of a mild spoilers for the show, you don't see the, the characters come together until, I think, episode two, um, and okay. they don't all come together at once. But um, for the first couple of episodes, whenever you see one of those principal four characters, the, the scenes they are shot in that color. So all of mm-hmm. Jessica's, uh, her and her supporting cast, there's a blue tint to what you see on the screen cool. and um, same thing with cage and so on. So there's a scene in episode two where a character starts out in cage's world. And then mm-hmm. as she's entering into a building and kind of walking around the the scene or uh, walking around the, um, the hallways of that building, the color shifts from uh, mm-hmm. yellow to blue. And it's just so, so well executed that I I went back and yeah, rewound nice. it and watched it a couple of times because <laughs> it's just such a cool that's like cool. thematic element to uh, to the storytelling. Yeah, and that's the first time you actually see that they are part of each other's world. Um, and like I said, uh-huh. the the main four don't meet until later that that episode or maybe the episode after. But once they all come together, the scene where they all come together is just lit with all kinds of like brilliant colors so you've got mixes cool. of red blue green yellow all of this stuff so um,
1: that's a neat idea
0: it is it's, it's yeah. really cool how they made it work because otherwise the 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 shows don't really look like each other independently so mm. that, that was kind of a cool fix for okay. bringing all of those those characters together so um, and overall I, I like the story um, there were a few different surprises and and twists to it um, that I i genuinely didn't see coming but um yeah overall i'd I'd say it's definitely worth checking out i'd say um and you've seen like the first season of daredevil and jessica jones right
1: yes those two yeah okay
0: um i'd say you could probably watch daredevil season two and then jump right over to defenders if you don't want to have to sit through luke cage or or iron fist so that's what i'd heard yeah. yeah you could do that
1: yeah and i i heard that iron fist is still uh like sucks in this movie or in this, in this series
0: well um, <laughs> I I guess so um, this is not my favorite version of yeah. Iron Fist um, I like him a lot in the comics and uh, what they're doing in the show is not real reflective of that yeah. but um, I don't know if it's because they re- would require too many special effects or what I don't know why they won't put him in the goddamn costume that's all I want to see oh wow I didn't know
1: they were doing Dare- that
0: Daredevil yeah Daredevil's in the costume yeah Give him a costume. Yeah. Just make it happen. So I'm hopeful that they will pick that up with with season two. But as for Danny Rand in um, in the Defenders, he's I don't think he's as whiny um, oh, yeah. as he was in, in his own series. But I don't know. I'm I'm a big apologist for some of the okay. stuff. So specifically with anything related to the MCU, yeah. I mean. I, I don't really harp on it too much. Yeah. Um, and, and I do like the, the scenes he's in with the other Defenders. Um, I don't know if it's despite his appearance <laughs> in there, but um, I, I do like seeing him interact with the other other characters. So.
1: <laughs> I was never... I mean, I never knew about Iron Fist before this, and I, I was hoping it would be like Jessica Jones, who I'd never heard of before this, and I loved that series. So I was hoping that it would be like amazing, and then when it came out, yes. like people were mm-hmm. just like,
0: hmm,
1: it was okay. So... Yeah. No,
0: yeah, they were ripping it apart. So yeah, <laughs> and, and it's hard to argue. It, it is a yeah. kind of a boring series, but uh, some of the some of the uh, uh, the other characters in the series I, I liked. But do each their own, you know.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Well, I do like that the uh, Defenders is at least only eight episodes, though, so that's easy to kind of binge watch and stuff and get into it. So. Yeah, I,
0: yeah, it's like uh, the first season of uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, get in, get out. You know, it's a whole <laughs> workday's right. worth of <laughs> entertainment.
1: <laughs> Sounds good uh, so the uh, do you have anything else to say about that I guess
0: no that was actually all I had for uh, stuff uh, stuff we like okay cool uh, this week so uh, feel free to uh, to go on to uh, your next thing
1: cool so uh, yeah I said one more I've been watching Twin Peaks for the first time ever and uh, Amanda and I tried to watch this together she made it one episode and I don't know if you've ever seen the show or heard about the show more but uh, everybody I, I whenever you ask anybody that's seen it the first thing they say is, it's weird. And they say it that way, too. Like, you're like, oh, I'm watching Twin Peaks. And they're like, it's weird. And it is yeah. so weird. Um, and I like weird, so I'm down with it. But it, it took me a few episodes to get into. But um, the mystery surrounding it, um, it's basically about this one girl in a small town uh, who dies. And an FBI agent comes to town and, to investigate. And it's all the little quirky characters. I really like quirky characters, so it works for me. But uh, the whole series, I would definitely recommend. I'm in the second season now, and they just had this like third season, I guess, uh, come out this year, and so I'm excited to kind of see that. I I feel like I'm cheating a little bit because everybody else, the first series came out like '90, '91, so everybody else had to wait all of these years to watch this new one, and I don't have to wait for it. So (laughs) whatever. But um, I'm curious to see where it's gonna go. Um, Every episode is a new, new, I don't know, experiment and weirdness and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but for the most part, I'm down for the ride. So I I would definitely recommend it, and uh, if you do watch it, give it a few episodes to get into, though. But uh, it's a lot of fun. It's on Netflix, so it's easy to pick up, give it a shot at least, so...
0: Uh, yeah, I've never seen it, but I've heard nothing but good things about yeah. it. I have heard that it is super yeah. <laughs> yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, and I think there was, there was a movie yes. uh, associated with it, it's right? Called, uh, did you watch that as well? No, Firewalk with it's Me? It's called
1: Firewalk with Me. And I'm not sure because it's so confusing um, on like the Wikipedia or like there's like a fandom uh, wikia for it that you can go and like look at details and stuff. And they mentioned that like the first season was recut into a movie like just in case it didn't get picked up or something like that. And so there's like a, a version of the movie where it's, it's, basically the first episode and then they like tacked on an ending that like solves everything. And I don't think that's this movie, but I'm not sure where that hmm. movie falls in the timeline. So it's like, I, I don't want to look online too much because I'm afraid to get, uh, it'll spoil it for me. So I'm just yeah. kind of trying to go for it. And I'm going to watch once I get to the end of the second season, at least I'll look that up and see like where it falls and uh, if I need to yeah. watch it, I guess, before the, the new series, but uh, hopefully mm-hmm. it's like a separate thing and I'll, I'll get even more of it because whatever this town is, is weird, but cool. And uh, I like all the characters, it's really sprawling and there's, it's like one of those, it's like a really small town, but like every, every, se- like every episode you meet like four new people and they're all interesting and they all have backgrounds. So it's, it's really <laughs> fascinating. It's cool.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely on my list of shows to watch. Yeah. So it's it's something that I will uh, try to get caught up yeah. on cool. whenever I get the chance.
1: Yeah, it's something that I'd always heard about and never really thought to pick up. But with the new season coming out, I figured I'd give it a shot. And I'm liking it. So yeah, definitely recommend it.
0: Hell yeah. Awesome. Uh, did you have anything else that you wanted nope, to that's go it. over? Okay, so we will, uh, we'll move over to uh, talking about what we are going to discuss on next week's show. And uh, it's something that... Um, I know you had brought up recently, kind of mm-hmm. off air, um, but one of your favorite movies, I believe, is yep. Superbad. Oh, yeah. And and this year is their 10th anniversary, so yes. next week we will be discussing Superbad, so if you want to um, watch the movie as well and then listen along with our, our podcast, um, yay. i'm glad um kind of walked myself into a corner there Uh, but uh but yeah so so uh so definitely um re-watch the movie and uh, there's anything that uh that you want to point out let us know um on twitter at ltaspod and um send us any questions you've you've got not necessarily about super bad but just kind of anything in general and um if there's a uh Something specific you want us to discuss? Like I said, let us know about that. Um, you can follow Stephen on Twitter and Letterboxd at Stephen 22. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Hibbert. And uh, yeah, so I believe that is all we've got for for this week. So yeah. Um, until next time. I'm Stephen. I'm Brent. Let's talk later.
1: <laughs> what <Wow. laughs> up? But I think that's a good transition to. Uh, mm. We're doing it. We are doing it. Yeah. So I'm Stephen. I'm Brent. Welcome. And... To... <laughs> <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> uh, we're doing it.
0: <laughs> we are doing it. We are officially doing it.
1: We are officially doing it. I'm Stephen. I'm Brent. <laughs> and. Welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff, where we talk about stuff.
0: We do. (laughs) You did all of this last time. I thought that's what you were doing again.
1: (laughs) I know, but then you said it this last time, a second ago, and then it got me thinking about it. Oh, okay. You know, overthinking it, so. Uh, I get it. It's my fault. No, it's cool. It's cool. Hey, listen. I didn't say that. But it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was heavily implied and then also said. The final shout out. Can that be all the time now? Yep. Amazing.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Choo
0: choo.